I think you can hear me, and I think I made my face appear there incorrectly. Hello, everyone. It's me remembering how to do live real letters. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, also, before I kick off, I have to do, uh, I have to do a thing. I, I'm trying to squeeze in as much of the news as there is, but there's so much news. Good grief. Um, can you, am, am I coming through? Are, they, are you hearing the talkie? Um, I need to go in here and... Oh, well, let me do this. Let me... Um, uh, oh, crikey. Let me just go in here. How are you all? You're well. Um, let me grab that. That's what I want. There we go. What I'm right doing right now, everyone, is actually making the uh, thumbnail for um, for next week's uh, Natter, because I've, I've not done that yet, and I need to obviously dump that in at the end. Um, how are you all? Tell me things that have been happening. Pop in, in the chat. What's been going on over the last... Um, when was the last time I was here live? It was a while ago, wasn't it? It was quite a long time ago. Um, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, it was ages ago. Pop in the chat. Where, where have you been? What have you been doing? Um, while I very quickly prep this, there we go, and uh, let's just delete that and make this, uh, make this like this. Good, good, excellent. <laughs> oh, did everyone? Hopefully, everyone heard that um, critical alarm as well. Where, where's, where's your window gun? I can't see you all. Uh, where are you? There we are. You're there. Uh, leave that. Oh, a bit of an audio loop. What are you getting? A what? Are you hearing strange? How is the audio? No. Oh, am I clear? Uh, yes. No. Good. It is Bastille Day today. That's strange. Um. Uh. I need a why is London Underground not full of water episode. Uh. Yes. That's a that's a very good point, David Shepherd. Pop that in the. Go in and recommend that. Yeah, many things are wet. That was that. That also should have been good grief. Yeah, that should be in the news as well. I need to uh, flooded uh, lul. Yeah, did everyone see the flooded lul? So many things. Oh my god, there are so many things in the news that I literally haven't been able to cover, and I'm quite sad about it. Partly because I ended up strolling home leisurely, and then kind of got here and thought, oh wait, I've only got. I need to set this natter up, and I've only got a limited amount of time to do so. Um, no, oh, I don't know what I just made up here. I'm going to close that and save that. Then I'm going to pop this up. I can do all this. See, this is I can do it all on the fly. Um, I'm not a bit. I'm not rusty at this. I'm just late. That's the main problem. There we go. I'm on schedule. Let's make. Um, first of all, let's let's go into what I have managed to cobble together of the news, and then I'll do big face to cover the things that I haven't done at, at Chiron for. Oh, firstly, before we do any of that, let's uh, let me get OBS up. Let me get you all up. Oh. So the um, the COVID numbers. Oh, let me get the Wacom out as well. Uh, there we are. I had the fan on, which I had to kick off with my feet. Hello, everyone. It's a professional episode as ever. It's a, it's a classic live ep, where and it's just me, and um, I'm getting I'm getting complacent. Uh, let's uh, let's just do this. Get the old get the old pen up, shall we? There we are. So. Um. There we are. Uh, what's been happening? This is the overall. This is since the. Actually, this is just this year. So this is since December. Uh, sorry. Uh, well, yeah. End. End of December. Twenty twenty uh, is from this point here. As as most of you watching will know, the red line here is is this this one here. Um, this one uh, is road traffic. 
This green one, which some of you might not know is green because you might be colorblind, is cycling, and you can sort of follow that basically at 100%. The, the, the road level is, is where it was before the pandemic. Here are buses. Buses have sort of stabilized around 60%. Uh, they're, they're, they're the top line there. They're, they've stabilized about 60%. Rail usage has stabilized around about 50%. Um, th I mean, hopefully this is going to change. But if that's, you know, this is based on the fact that we've still got social distancing. I know for a fact that all of the, um, or the majority of long distance services are as booked as they can be at the moment. They are full. So the limitation on that is how many people are going to be encouraged to go back to the office given that HSE advice doesn't change until the 19th of July. When HSE advice does change, what will we see happen? Will companies continue to say, no, stay working at home? Or will they say, come back to the office? I think we're only, I, th I think it's the, the suggestion that we're not going to, because it's taken so long to, to stabilize things, we might well see it, things go downhill again. If we have another lockdown, because uh, you know vaccinations haven't covered enough of the population yet, but fifty percent uh, uh, immunization, uh, full immunization, is still way too low. Um, so yeah, we'll see. And the removal of mask, I'm not. I don't think mask efficacy isn't perfect, but it's a, it's you know it's a good way to um, it's it's a good way to protect others, and it's also a good way to psychologically make people feel comfortable on public transport. So if you've got the removal of social distancing then um, the idea that uh, that masks are just going to, you know, they've, they've got rid of the requirement for masks as well. That's, I don't know whether that's going to attract or repel more people. Who knows? Um, for me personally, I think it's probably a good idea to have masks still being um, mandatory on public transport for those who can, uh, you know, for other than those who are exempt, because it's, it's, it's a fair precaution, just adds a bit. And if you've got, if you've removed social distancing, then it's an extra little bit of precaution. I don't know. So, um so so there we are so that is um we'll see what happens we're, we're what, what will happen who knows and the overall picture is still that public transport remains pretty decimated you know you're you're, you're talking 50 to 60 percent here not good uh cycling is back to 100 percent in in turn which also is depressing given that it was up up here you know uh, you know, when when funnily enough, when road traffic was low, as we've said before, road, road traffic was low, cycling was high. Hmm, I wonder. Anyway, enough waffling about that. Some news: uh, the ScotRail bike carriage uh, is here. Here is a picture of the launch of the bike carriage with a big ribbon, uh, and there's some pic their interior pictures that are on um, uh, on Twitter that are worth having a look at. <sighs> we need to have we need to have someone in and talk about the project and talk about some of the challenges. I don't get why they. I mean, at first I think it's I don't get why they had seating in this carriage at all, but. I particularly don't get why they've made it like luxury seating when it's uh, next to smelly bikes and smelly bike. I I stink when I do cycling, so it makes it would have made sense for them to put like you know easy clean plastic seats that I don't feel guilty about sitting in, having like drenched myself in either mud and or sweat, um, and or rain on some cycle somewhere. So I I don't know. I'm, I've... But um, but but the principle is good, and there need to be more of these around. You know, more bike carriages. You know, where you've got trains that don't you know when you've got a train that can overhang a platform it doesn't matter and you just have one door and that's the end I, I, it feels like a no-brainer anyway um so that's what these are that's that's what these are simon you reckon these should be called terriers oh, okay um ah here we go the fast train yeah this this will annoy a lot of you i'm sure but uh yeah i got into arguments on twitter about this unfortunately a lot of these charter services 
This is Rail Charter Services. This this livery is dismal, by the way. It's objectively bad. This isn't just a matter of a personal opinion. This is an objectively bad livery. What they've tried to do is shoehorn the coronation, uh, the Royal Scot kind of coronation stripes onto a train. It, it There's a downward swoop here, right? Except that the physical shape of the train is a horizontal uh, swoop into this center point here. What the heck is this? What is that? It's awful. It's objectively bad. I don't care what other people are saying. Oh, it looks nice. Oh, I like it. No, no. Yeah, you may like it. You are wrong. Your opinion is wrong. This is objectively a bad graphic design. Uh, this is just bad graphic design. Really, really bad. Um, just shoddy. Absolutely shoddy. Also, whenever you ride on these, uh, whether it's Locomotive Services Limited, Rail Charter Services, um, whatever it happened, uh, there's a load I listed out on Twitter um, what are the intercity charters? Uh, quite a few. Make sure that you, you, when you look these up, you can look these up on Company's House. Hosking, Jeremy Hosking, uh, is a director, so it means that you're putting money in his pocket. He donates. He donated uh, over a million pounds to Lawrence Fox and the Reclaim Party. I don't. I don't. I don't care how much I. I let. And he also he supports a lot of steam. You know, kettles, steam locomotives. Frankly. And this is this is my personal opinion. I think everyone should make their own mind up as to what they, where their money is going. I don't think I, I, I never want my money to be going into modern fa the pockets of modern fascists. And I would frankly rather that those trains rotted than um, the politics of Fox and Farage et al is uh, pr provided financial support. You know, we as a rail industry, uh, but particularly the charter industry, it's it's depressing that it relies so heavily on the goodwill of one rich, nasty piece of work. It really is depressing. Um, but the, the point is, if you stop, if you don't spend your money on these charters, spend your money on the other charters, and then if they get the money, they can then professionalise a bit better. Come on now. Anyway, so, um, yes, it is all about pretend nostalgia. It's no good. Anyway, right, so, um, uh, get rid of, yeah, stuff that. Right, here, uh, this, it's funny that this made the news and some of the other things didn't. I've got a big face for the other news things. Um, this is a place that was formerly on fire. I, I was running past Elephant and Castle on my way to get a train up to places uh, yesterday morning. Thought I'd take a quick snap of Elephant and Castle. It doesn't look too bad. The concrete's taken a bit of an... I mean, this has been nibbled. It'll need re... It'll, it'll, it, they'll need to re kind of re reconstruct the concrete on that and fix that. But up here is not so bad. This has taken some heat. Although, to be fair, looking at that, it looks pretty knackered. It might well be that this is just as knackered as the concrete was anyway, fire independent. What it has done, as you can see here, it's it's melted up all the uh, cable troughing and all the, the, the wiring, which I presume is why some of the station wiring had their issues, MEP issues. Yeah, it's pretty. it looks pretty underwhelming considering... Um, uh, yeah, this is Elephant Castle Station. One of the... the, the these are the archways underneath uh, here. There's archways. You can see the, the, the brick lining one of the archways. And they, uh, yeah, burst into flames for reasons. The TDS is here. So this isn't the TDNS. This is just the TDS. It's the uh, Transport Decarbonisation Strategy. Although they call it the Transport Decarbonisation Plan. Anyway, uh, I obviously will have to do a PDF page turn of this. This is massive. Um, I've I've moaned a little bit about it today. It's, it's not all bad. It's not all good. Oh, lad, I've only just noticed that York is on the front. Hooray, York. Anyway, um, yes, we're going to we're going to look at this. We'll do a page turn in a couple of weeks, I think. Um, yeah, that should be good. We'll do that. It'll be interesting, lovely. Um, right, that's okay. So that's that. Let us uh, make my larger face appear. Uh, there we go. 
Hi everyone. Uh, sorry about the late start. Sorry about the slightly shonkiness of the of all this going on. 115 people watching. Hello, 115 people. Uh, lovely to see you all. Um, it's nice to be back in the back in the chair back here. Uh, yeah, this is nice, isn't it? Right. So, um, what other news things are there? Uh, driverless trains. Yeah. Where did I put that? No, I've. I've written about driverless. I wrote about driverless tube trains in Rail Magazine, and I will do a future natter on it because it's quite interesting, and, it, and it'd be interesting to then follow up with that with an expert who can talk about it. But um, yeah, that's an interesting subject. I'd, I'd like to explore that. So that you can look up. It was in the news recently because of reasons. Uh, it's in Rail Magazine from a, two weeks back, I think. Um, yeah, go and have a look at that. What else? I'm very red because it is for once absolutely ro impossibly roasting in this room. Uh, I should have closed all the blinds when I ran out. What else? Um, uh, oh, the uh, the, I, uh, the IPPR have released a really interesting report with a really interesting um, uh, graphic showing how much money needs to be spent on infrastructure, on transport infrastructure, sorry, um, if we're going to meet our climate targets. And it's a lot, folks. I think it's about an extra $16 billion a year extra on transport that needs to be spent to, to decarbonize. Very interesting report, well worth a look. Um, I don't know if we'll page turn it, but I'd certainly like to. I'll, I'll I'll probably pull that graphic into the news next week, actually, because it's interesting. Um, what else today? This uh, oh yeah, Shan Berry has resigned from her from the leadership of the, the Green Party. So that's both John uh, and Shan, which is actually sad. Uh, Shan gone. She's uh, she's gone because the party, because of factionalism within the party, uh, a bunch of transfer. Well, one particular transfer was um, put on as as a party spokesperson, um, and that has just caused a lot of problems internally within the party, rightly so. And she's taken a very principled stance and has uh, decided to resign. So that will mean that uh, there'll be a leadership election, all sorts of jazz. But this is the factionalism in the party is increasing. There's a there's a push of the of the sort of the anti-evidence uh, nasties and then the rest of the party with the kind of the young people, the evidence-based people, uh, the people who kind of want to get on with sorting problems out. Um, yeah, so uh, that's been quite interesting. Uh, oh, some witch research on fares again, uh, which is showing that fares uh, between lots of locations are substantially cheaper to fly than take the train. I'm always dubious of these things, but this one, seemed, I haven't had a read through and it seems fairly rigorous and, and uh, rightly so. And I think it's worth pointing out that when pre-COVID fares, it was fair, it was justifiable to say fares are where they are because trains are full. Trains aren't full at the moment. Well, they're not if once social distancing is lifted they aren't full and the fact that treasury has not gone well actually we'll commensurately commensurately lower fares to bring people onto rail and then we can raise them again as as we as we sort of see demand uh, being filled is kind of evidence that treasury don't really care about about demand management with fares they just want fares to be as high as possible to to desperately rake in as much cash as they can um yeah and then the flooded lyo we've already talked about that's enough of the news and my large face let's go back to this let's go back here so oh i can now see the uh i can now see the chat there we go um why is it in top chat no i need live chat youtube being a bit weird um yeah just to just to point out sorry shan yeah it's worth clarifying shan resigned because um because of uh sharara lee being appointed um, and she broke with the party. She's she's against. She, it's the fact that there are transfers being put in. She was not comfortable with that. She is uh, supports trans rights, and so was uh, basically. She felt that the only option she was left to kind of make a stand against these the, the kind of the transphobes who are trying to dominate the party was to resign the, her position as leader, as co-leader. Sorry, that's a, it's a very. It's just to be absolutely clear about that. Matteo Trompossier, thanks for for saying I need to be clear about that. Anyway, so. Um, 
Bus report, the private eye, something Matt Reed heard on the other day about government contracting themselves about decarbonisation. Absolutely, yeah. The whole thing is just the, the, the whole thing. Like the whole thing is is all big targets, but yet they're still pushing out things. We'll talk about that when we go through the report. Anyway, this is a picture. This is one of the classic sort of nonsense cartoon animation things about what HS2 is doing, and this is basically straight out of something like a, a Dickensian era picture of railways smashing through the countryside back then as well. Uh, except, yeah. You can see there's like a pub and there's and it's smashing through. It's just the, the classic thing. This is straight from The Spectator, the old fash rag, The Spectator. Um, and we're going to talk about this because this is one of the, this particular picture is from an article that. Um, uh, yeah, it's from an article that was saying that there's a railway that you can uh, build right now or just reopen right now that will magically do everything that HS2 does, which is just a series of failed misconceptions about what HS2 is about, but also about what infrastructure looks like. And so I thought we'd um, we'd unpick it. Uh, you might, some of you might know that I wrote a piece about this, and so I'm going to cover some of the territory that that piece did, but expand on some other things. And then most interestingly, the point I want to make at the end, well, what point will I make at the end? Uh, who knows, because um, I want to keep you watching. <laughs> no, you have to watch the end, because I'll make the point that actually... Basically, reopening H reopening Great Central Railway is is essentially what HS2 is doing. That is essentially what HS2 is, um, and uh, and I'll explain that point further towards the end of this presentation. In the meantime, oh Matteo, you have to go. Uh, yes, no, that's fine. Uh, you can watch later. Everyone who yeah, we this this you can watch this later after the fact. But when you watch live, you get to get involved in the chat. Anyway, right. Uh, yeah, YouTube's changed its rules and changed it to being like top chat rather than live chat, which is intensely annoying. I don't know why it's done that. Very annoying. Um, anyway, enough of me waffling. It's already 20 past seven. Welcome to tonight's Rail Natter. Oh, wait. No. Oh, yeah, I wasn't clicked on the right thing. Welcome to tonight's Rail Natter. <laughs> Click this. Uh, you all, hopefully, all well. Many of you might have seen this quote from the Woodhead episode, and then subsequent episodes over and over again. And in fact, Pip Dunn quoted this in um, uh, in his piece on Woodhead, uh, which is in Rail Magazine as we speak on shelves now, folks. Um, just because closing a railway was a bad idea doesn't mean reopening it is a good idea. This is like a fundamental tenet, uh, and and in fact, it kind of kind of this is what reinforces everything that that I will go through here and, and so many things. That I, it's like, we're not reopening railway. We should not reopen any more railways. Reopening railways is a political phrase. It means nothing when it comes to the actual engineering or the, the actual science behind making a railway reappear. What we might well be doing is opening new railways that, to a greater or lesser extent, may reuse former alignments. But that's not a reopening. It's a new railway. To all intents and purposes, you're building... Well, not to all. You are building a new railway. Borders was a new railway that happened to use a lot of the former rail alignment that, that, of the Waverley route. Like, when you're building, doing that work, it's the idea of reopening, it makes it feel like you just have to dust, you know, go through and clear the vegetation. You can run trains through. No, no, you have to dig everything up, rebuild the formation, so on and so forth. And also, it reinforces the idea that, that, that this is... That, that, that reopening is... That, that these, the fact that these former railways existed 
merit is some in some way suggest gives them a reason to exist again in the future so that's why i stick this quote up and it's like the two warnings of like the great central and and woodhead these are like the two big red flags when you see people sort of um saying reopen the great central reopen woodhead um it masks a lot of uh yeah it masks a lot of of ignorance frankly about about the policy about the politics but also about the engineering um and about the operational side as well um good example with woodhead you could do what you like over woodhead but um where on earth are you putting those trains coming into manchester because all the lines are full and yes you could four track it along some there aren't there is space for four tracking fairly close into manchester but that those aren't that's not the problem area the problem area is then when you get into the bottleneck of manchester where are you putting those extra however many trains an hour you're intending to run nowhere there ain't space for them so um oh yeah that's right here's some pictures of smashed up woodhead and here's some pictures of of the the uh the great central getting smashed up uh, these these always uh, bring me almost to tears i'm looking at these now and it genuinely like it makes me well up again looking at these like absolutely insane that this infrastructure was knocked down rights of way this this is the great mistake of the mid 20th century railway closures fine close the railways mothball them even knock down one or two structures but maintain the right of way like keep the damn right of way as just they should have those rights of way should have been protected in law um oh anyway so uh no even so dave, dave franklin saying even blythe ashington the thing is david even blythe Ash, ashton blythe is a substantial reconstruction it's a bit like the um it's a bit like uh the line south what's it called oh name's completely gone it goes over the victoria viaduct uh comes in what's it called oh anyway uh south of the tyne um the that the diversion we're the we're side we're we're side line that's it yes no that's i've had such a mind blank sorry everyone anyway um even then, like you have to dig up the track, relay bat, you know, dig out ballast, rebuild formation. It's not just a reopening. You you'll struggle with reopening. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can call Ashton Bly the reopening, even though the the, the track is sort of half there. Uh, you know, you've got to re, you've got to build stations. You've got to do a lot of stuff. I still, even in that situation, I don't think it's the appropriate terminology. Leam side, thank you, Simon. Thank you. We're side Leam side line. Thank you. Oh, uh, anyway, these pictures make me sad, so I shall take them off the screen. Um, this picture, picture makes me less sad. It makes me laughy. Um, also note that uh, Shinigami Eyes is doing a great job of making this red. Uh, there we go. Let me just do a thumbs. That's that's supposed to be a thumbs thumb to the thumb down. Oh, never mind. Anyway, um, this is a tweet. It was done by Ross Clark. Oh, actually, it was done by the Spectator account. This is when they, this is in 2019, August 2019. An alternative route, as if there's some magic, as if this magic railway line would save billions and all this other stuff is total nonsense. Um, yeah, a lot of people have talked about the politics of um, uh, the politics of, of using the word reopening. No, I, I think that builds a negative. I don't think it's good to 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 sort of mislead the public like that. They they get they then get false ideas of what you know and frustrations about no no treat we've too often we have treated the general public as being unable to process complex ideas to our great misery. This is why these discussions about HS two happen all the time. No, be absolutely honest about what this is. Call them what they are. Don't don't come up with some word to, to make the public feel like it's easy. No no no, that's just because we need to break down the barriers of the public thinking that investment is a bad thing. If we're so ingrained that the public think that investment is a bad thing, that's the issue, not the not using a different word. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, 
here's this this daft article uh, showing that you know that it's not just you know people on rail forums and on Twitter who keep repeating this nonsense. Like it, it gets every now and then it gets a national platform. People genuinely repeat it all the time. So. Uh, why is this daft? Why is the idea that the reopening the Great Central Main Line is a good idea? Why is that daft? Why is it daft? Well, there are lots of reasons, and we're going to go through them. Um, and, and there are lots more reasons besides the, the ones I'm going to put up here. But we're going to do two things. We're going to have, we're going to put up, um, we are going to put up uh, some some questions, some sort of responses, replies to this. Um, and we're also going to um, we're also going to bring up the Google Earth and, and kind of whiz through and have a look at some of the challenges. So. Let's do that. 125 people watching right now. That's exciting, isn't it? Um, so, uh, yeah, this is what. So, firstly, let's remind ourselves of what I'm talking about. The Great Central Railway, which was the London extension of the Manchester, Sheffield, and Lincolnshire Railway, because actually the Great Central was built from the north. Um, it was, to all intents and purposes, it was a, a big old coal railway connecting all sorts of bizarre sprawling. And, and I'll point out very kind of not particularly fast or or you know this is a freight railway it's all weavy and all sorts in fact it, when, uh, i enjoy through sheffield in fact i can even probably show you could i show you fairly easily let's go up to quickly go up to sheffield uh, oh i should get my miniaturized face up shouldn't i uh, let's do that uh, miniaturized face hi so if i go up to that's leeds let's go up to sheffield here now if i go in here and click on uh, what do I want to do? I want to click on let's click on historic lines, a massive unsorted folder of uh, that, and also where's the oh yeah yeah yeah. So you can see I quite like this. So so this yellow line here, actually I can get rid of historic lines. This uh, yeah, well you can sort of see this. So this blue and yellow thing here, this this one, is the is the northern end of the Great Central. Actually even at this, and this here are the is the Midlands uh, route, and you can see. That the Midlands route is much smoother and faster than the than the Great Central's was. This is relevant. Anyway, I, I quite like that. I don't, know, I don't particularly know why I showed you it, but I, I quite like that, showing it coming into into Sheffield here. Lovely Sheffield. There we are. Anyway, I digress horribly. So, um, that's what it was. And then it, kind of that got renamed to the, the Great Central Main Line. Um, and uh, is the yellow line the Great Central? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so. Um... Simon's saying that uh, Marylebone was built for eight platforms, and you can see that in the concourse today, and there were extra tunnel portals built, but now it has four and a half platforms left. Oh, yeah, well, uh, actually, you know what, let's... Uh, to what extent can I actually show that when I come in here? Firstly, I actually have to find Marylebone. There's Euston, and there is... Uh, there we are. This is there's Marylebone, right? No, wait a minute. No, 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 that's Paddington. Where am I? Uh, okay, okay get confused with this old big old London situation. It's such a big old mess. Where are we? There it is. There it is. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before in the uh, we talked about this in the London terminals episode, didn't we? You can see the the the, the potential scale of what um of what the, this is all supposed to be station and then it became not station. Uh so this is all going to be platforms. It's going to be a nice big grand station and you can see that it's 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 like a it's like it's like a regional um town terminus here. So there we are. This was all going to be station, and then it isn't. So there we go. Um, lovely. That's uh, thanks, Simon. Yeah, it's, it's worth. It. These, these, this is going to be a st classic rail matter of it being fairly, uh, kind of fairly relaxed. Anyway, there we go. And us picking out interesting things as we go. So there we are. Uh, we'll come back to that, and it's probably useful for me to leave the map there because that's going to be a relevant point soon. So Great Central Main Line. Uh, the first point and the first problem is, uh, yeah, the, the GCNR goes the wrong way. 
What do I mean by that? Well, uh, oh, I don't know why all these text boxes are doing that. Yeah, there we are. So um, here is uh, Permanent Real Engineering graphic. Uh, you can basically see, you can see HS2 going up here uh, in white. There's H scribble. Oh, HS2 going up here in white. Um, oh, I need to make this not uh, that color. There we are. There we are, folks. Uh, remember to at me in when you got the question, questions, by the way. So, yes, HS2, this bit in white is going up here. There are. I don't know why I've just highlighted that bit. So, you know, you've got phase phase one going up to there, and then you've got phase 2A, uh, kind of one, phase 2A, sorry, going up there. And then phase this bit and this bit is phase, uh, that's phase 2B. Very bizarrely named phasing. Goodness knows why, it's totally bizarre. Um, anyway, there we are. So, so I don't know why I didn't do that as well. That's obviously phase one. So remove my scribbles. Here is the uh, the GCML coming up through, and it basically does exactly what HS2 does coming into London. Then it comes out of London, and then, uh, as we'll show you, it's doing it's very much following that. Then it then the GCML starts whizzing northwards, which means it skips all of the West Midlands because that's not where they were going. They were connecting up their network up in the north. So they didn't go anywhere near the West Midlands, despite that being, you know, Britain's second conurbation. Uh, and then and then the Great Central kind of joins in. The trouble is, and we'll get there, so not only is this... So, so there's there's a gaping gap here. What This is, uh, like, uh, what? So that's a problem. So the, the Great Central mainline is just not... the is, is useless at that point. And by the time you get up here, we'll talk about it in a minute... Uh, but by the time you get up here, the line is very, very wibbly because it's the old bit. And so the alignment's hopeless. So the the, the so-called fast bits are everything south of... Um, actually, really, it's everything south of, of Nottingham. That's the, the fast bit. Fast. Um, but kind of north of there is very slow uh, because it's all the older bits. So there you go. Um, there we go. That's, uh, so that's the route. Which is so that fundamentally that's an issue, right? Um, I, I've shoved this graphic up, and I can't bloody find a nice high resolution version. I would love to be able to find one. I love this graphic. This graphic is a comparison of Stevenson's original network as designed in the early eighteen forties, and um, and HS two in black, and you can see that basically it mirrors it, and and in, and indeed over the top here. Uh, you can see we've got the we've we've got NPR or or HS three or uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you put in HS three in black over this bit, it even matches uh, Stevenson's connection there. But Stevenson knew what he was doing, and uh, HS two is basically following the Stevenson route, uh, kind of replicating that. So I always find this interesting. So uh, the Great Central Mainland has the wrong route. Um, right here is the fun bit. So the Great Central Mainland is both extant and full. On the London approaches, this is the point where the Great Central Main Line exists and is full. I'm going to play this. This is a video I took yesterday morning. I was on my way. Up. This is actually not the busiest part. This is further north, coming out of London. I I kind of was preoccupied with with catching my breath, having run off a knackered old late Bakerloo train, running up the stairs to get get on. The, I was literally arrived a minute before the train left. Um, it's a good job the Bakerloo is fairly close to the surface. Anyway, um, yeah, and, and this isn't even the busiest bit. And I was filming it, and there were trains this bit. There weren't trains. But earlier, where I was catching my breath, there were trains galore. Lots of tracks. It's full, everyone. It's full. Um, so if so, I'm going to keep this playing. But yeah, as, as anyone who's travelled on either the Met Line 
or on the uh, any of the Chiltern Railway services coming out of Marylebone, that's a full. <laughs> where 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 are the what are you doing? Where uh, where are the platforms going when you get? You know, where what are you doing when you get into Marylebone? If you know what what <laughs> what? So what you'd have to do, and this come this will come to our final kind of discussion. Look at this; it's nice, isn't it? Trains. Um, maybe I'll just put this nice, relaxing video up on on YouTube as as one piece. It's quite nice, just sitting looking out the window. These look at this; it's very very nice, isn't it? Um, while that keeps playing, let's get Google Earth up. So, all of this is so. If we kind of whiz along here, you see that. Uh, let me just retrieve myself out. You'll see that the uh, I'm going to get lost now because where am I facing? That's facing northwards. There, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is busy, busy, busy. Absolutely rammed. Metro trains using it incessantly. Only two tracks available for mainline services. Abs this is just chock a block. Busy, busy bit of railway. Where on earth are you fitting high speed trains on this? So what you actually need to do, and also then when you get into Marylebone, what are you doing on the, uh, you know, there's, there's, by the way, that's HS2 coming under there. When you actually do then get into Marylebone, are you, you're, you're so you have to demolish all of this all this lot, and then probably some of these as well to get the length of platform. Well, well, okay, so basically you're talking about a Houston scale level of re of redevelopment. Then that's that's epic. Um. So this is to so this is just gets totally wiped out, absolutely wiped out. So, um, so by that, so so to, to avoid doing that, right? Well, and the other thing is the transport connections at Marylebone aren't great. You'd saturate the Bakerloo. It's not so actually like well, okay. So what you need to do is. You need to station up at Euston. We'll we'll come back to that point. Hold that thought in your head. Oh look, we're still we're still on the train. Um, right, this is this is another key one. Um, the GCML was not high speed. Right, I'm going to refer to Robotham and uh, and Stratford's lovely book from the footplate. Uh, the Great Central is actually behind me. Down down, I can see it over there. Uh, it's in the corner. Um, so here is here here it is. Here's the um here's the Great Central. It's very nice showing you um. Showing you its, its climbs, it's actually quite quite the climb up to Dunford Bridge. This is this is Woodhead. This is the climb over Woodhead. That's nice, isn't it? Anyway, um, this is Marylebone down here. This 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 point here, and you can see the railway kind of climbing, 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 climbing. There we are. This Chalfont, uh, and and there's Amersham, and do 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 do, and there it goes steadily up and downy, uppy downy. There's Catesby. If anyone's curious, there it is. Um, marvelous. There there it was. Is there we arrive into uh, into Leicester. Uh, Loughborough, uh, blah blah blah, and you can see that there's the route here, there's the route here showing you it going up here and whizzing up here and and marvelous and and lovely, and and then you can see the kind of the sprawl of what it does up this end, the Great Central. Um, I'm going to put some pictures up. I want everyone in the chat, um, everyone in the chat. What do you notice about these pictures? What are you noticing about these pictures of the Great Central? What 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 do you notice about them all? And even these two. So so in the chat, what are you noticing about these? I'm going to, I'm going to go back and forth in these for a few seconds so people can can pick and notice. What are you noticing about these curves? Everyone is shouting curves. Yes, James P. Absolutely right. Curves, curves. The Great Central Main Line was quite a curvy railway. Everyone is shouting curves in capital letters. Yes, because the whole Great Central Main Line was built. There's a there's a red line that no one can see, with these curves, curvy, curvy, curvy bits. Um, it's all bendy. They're, all the pictures are black and white. Yeah, that's also correct. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Simons. 
The first first picture was an A3, Simon. Thank you, you nerd. Uh, yes, uh, I mean these pictures are great. They're fantastic. I recommend these. Are, these are all out of the book. Looks lovely. Um, and look at these. They're, they're nice, aren't they? So all curvy, and even in these pictures of the straight bits, it's still pretty curvy. There's an image of the South Yorkshireman uh, hammering down the uh, hammering down the hill. These trains went pretty fast, but they went fast where it was straight. And we'll come up. We'll come back to to that in my final little spiel as well. So curvy. These are curvy. Um, the railway is curvy. It was built with curves of about a mile radius, so it would flip from one curve to the next to the next. And in fact, we get, get Google Earth up. Uh, if I whiz over, whiz, whiz over to the alignment, you can see this. You can see this in practice. So if we was over here, go in here, you can see that this is there's straight, plenty of straight bits, but it's curving from one way to the other. Curvy, curvy, curve. Nice straight bit, curvy curve. Um, and if you go, and, and so this is, it's a curvy railway. This is a curvaceous railway. Um, now, for the time, the straight bits and the and the curvy bit, even the curvy bits at the time were were limiting a limiting factor in speed. So if we look at a a um, here we are. This is a in meter. This is a uh, a mile radius. Uh, Barry, I think you picked me up on this time. So keep 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 your trap shut on the fact that you're, you're dubious of things using a millimeter. No, I just converted a mile directly into into millimeters because a mile converts into 0.344, um, you know, 1609.344 meters. Um, this is fine, everyone. So that's one mile radius, right? One mile radius. Here's a curve of 65. And, and it, basically, this is this is showing what speed you can get out of these curves. You can only get 65 miles an hour where you have zero millimeters of cant. If anyone wants to remind of what cant is, it's where you tilt. If, if you're looking down the track as a driver, uh, you tilt the track as it goes around a curve. You're balancing out lateral forces. Uh, there's your, your degrees, if you fancy it. And then uh, also, if you fancy your cant in inches, like a weirdo. Uh, then you can have a look at that as well. I, I did that for all the fact that people are grumbling about the Great Centralist. Usually people who still do everything in inches, let's face it. So um, uh, this is also then the cant efficiency in millimetres, so you can get an idea of the uh, unbalanced lateral forces through the curve, which you can convert to G reasonably easily if you so fancy it. Um, so why so curvy? Because it didn't need to be any... Because trains at the time weren't going any faster than that. You build the railway to enable the, 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 the trains to go as fast as they could, and at the time... When it was built in the, the turn of the, the 19th and 20th centuries, trains weren't going much faster than 65, 70 miles an hour. And so a mile radius curve, if you think, if you look at the fact that if you apply maximum cant, so that's 90 millimetres on jointed track, uh, four inches was about the most uh, cant you'd put onto kind of standard track, uh, kind of jointed, uh, ballasted track of the day, you can get 95 miles an hour. So for a mile radius curve, you can squeeze you can squeeze 95 miles an hour out of it for the at the time. So that means that trains were basically, the drivers didn't have a limit to the speed they could go. They, they only had limitations when they were going through stations. So, um, Ella developer, I, I don't think I should commit what you just said to, to uh, it was such a bad joke. But actually, you know what, Ella, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to commit this to, to public record. You could say that the Great Central can't, be high speed. Eee. Nope, you're not. You're not getting there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, everyone, everyone. No, no, no round of applause. No cheer. No cheering. Right. So, uh, if we then take us to modern materials, mile radius curve. Modern materials meaning that you can up the cant to six inches, 150 millimeters, uh, 5.7 degrees for those that way inclined. Oi. There we are, Ella. I'm right with you. Um, 
you can squeeze 115 miles an hour out of out of the track and that's accepting that you manage to squeeze in like you are absolutely squeezing the alignment to its extremes here you get 115 miles an hour what i'd like to point out is that 115 miles an hour is not a very fast that's not very fast <laughs> um 125 miles an hour is not very fast for a high speed line that's and to get 125 miles an hour with maximum cant you have to increase the you have to slacken off the curve by another 200 meters or so so these are the radii in meters of your curve so you're going up to so so from a one mile rate to get so to get up to full modern high speed 225 miles an hour you need a nearly four mile radius curve to to achieve that with maximum cant applied um so <laughs> Uh, cheers, Simon. Enjoy your dinner. So, um, so that is. I need to stop saying. I'm, I'm in my game stream mode where I say thanks to everyone, but actually, I'm not going to do that for the stream because this it makes no sense for people watching afterwards. I'm so I'm, I'm confusing everyone listening in audio only form. Um, what the hell is going on? Anyway, the the point of this, and, and if you want to play with this, you can uh, permanentrail.co.uk/toolbox. You can download my tool that allows you to play around with cants, uh, speeds, track radii, and 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 actually. Um, uh, and, and you can get the numbers out. And people are then the response then is, ah, but you don't need to run super fast trains. 125 mile an hour is fine. The point is, no, it isn't. Because if you only run 125 mile an hour trains, you're not relieving all three main lines. You're only relieving one main line, which is the middle main line, which doesn't carry that much. So the release capacity benefits are massively reduced as a result of that. The reason HS2 is a high-speed line is so that you can get the fast trains off the East Coast Main Line and the Midland Main Line and the West Coast Main Line. It's not just about the West Coast Main Line HS2. It's about all of the North-South Main Lines and everything that connects into them. So, again, fundamental misunderstanding of what HS2 is about. So I thought, um, when I was doing my research for the piece, I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have a look at um, some actual timings and see what the speeds they actually got. And so highlighted in pink here, there are, is some timings uh, between uh, for the train, the South Yorkshireman running um, between Leicester Central and Aylesbury. And they're showing the, the speeds for some of the timings they've got. Um, and this section here, the Calvert section, which I'll point out is the longest, straightest bit of uh, the Great Central, they were getting speeds of 92 miles an hour. That's fast. That, that's pretty fast timing. This was in the middle of the century. This was in the 50s, I think, that these numbers were coming up. Um, and and so you see, and, and then, you know, uh, or 80 miles an hour for another measure, you know, second train coming through. So they were getting 50s, 60s, 70s, pretty reliably on some of these, the, the sort of flatter, straighter sections. So they were running, they really were pushing trains along at 60, 70 miles an hour with regularity. Um which is, you know, that's that's pretty impressive for steam, but in in modern terms, you know, a one five eight does ninety miles an hour, and I don't think anyone could be convinced that this is a high speed train. Um, really, it's nice. You know, big fan of one five eights. Go back to the first proper rail matter episode. Love a one five eight. Also, while we're here, notice the uh, notice the little superscript uh, double arrow there, which I think is great, and 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 it has the potential to to be the way that the GBR. Uh, they do GBR livery uh, with some some anyway right I'm waffly I, and I, it happens to me that I'm not a bad person to ask about alignments on the Great Central Railway because uh, to my knowledge this might not be uh, this might not be um, might not be entirely correct anymore I, I don't know has anyone done any other alignments any, elsewhere on the, I don't know if they have the person who last did alignment uh, work on the Great Central Railway is me this is my the alignment to connect. Um, to connect the two ends of the Great Central Heritage Railway at Loughborough 
the bridge doesn't quite look like that. Not far off though. Uh, this this alignment is mine. It's my my alignment design. I did it, so I know how curvy the uh, the Great Central Railway is. So, um, oh yeah, the the classic one, which I'm not going to dwell on to be honest, because that's not you know the stuff in the way is not necessarily a reason to stop. But let's um let's for a moment think that we're going to send our railway. You know, we're going to use the railway going through. I don't know. Let's say, uh, where are we here? Let's go to. There we are. Oh, you know what? Let's even say Nottingham. Let's 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 even say. Uh, actually, yeah. I was going to say. I was going to sorry. This is Leicester coming through Leicester. Um, it's probably not as bad in Leicester as it as it is in Nottingham. But if you go to, oh, it's it's pretty bad. Like, you know, this 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 still quite. It's on interesting actually seeing how much development work is still going on around in in the former kind of uh, areas where the railway. I mean that's yeah, kiboshed, kiboshed. It's nice seeing some some bits continuing to exist. Oh man, one can dream, eh? Um, that's not so bad. Uh, there are other bits that I mean. Paul Bigland has done all sorts, showing what the issues are if if you, if you reused it. But to be honest, I'm not going to dwell on it because the point is that it's not going the right way by the time you're going up to Leicester and Nottingham anyway. If you did use it through Nottingham, you're bulldozing loads of stuff, and you you know where where is it going? Well, I don't really know where you're squeezing it through here. You're building a huge amount of residential, you're getting rid of the tram. Where on earth is it going on this? I just I don't know. So I don't even need to dwell on that. Like. The idea that, that that is somehow cheap, that the building the alternative to that and doing that demolishing and all the compulsory purchase and all the legal work is cheaper than building new alignments for the birds. So um, forget that. Yeah, Blooming Great Marina built just south of Rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there's, there's a lot to deal with. So there's quite a lot of stuff in the way. Uh, another point, the the GCNL hasn't got the loading gauge. This is a myth, common myth that gets said, international loading gauge, da, 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 da. Uh, no, it doesn't have an. It doesn't have. It certainly doesn't have burn loading gauge because that wasn't invented when the railway was built. It's got. It's in some places it's got a good loading gauge, but there are places where the bridges get right down, nice and low, um, as low as they can. So the idea that it, it magically, you know, you can, you, the, the the gauge thing is a myth. Again, I'm not going to dwell on that because the more interesting stuff is 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 actually answering this question. And some of you have already drawn attention to it by the fact that the HS2 is indeed using the Great Central Main Lines alignment where it was fast and where it was going in the right direction. So I'm going to ignore. So having ignored all of that, forget all that, park all that stuff. Let's have a little think about what exactly reopening the Great Central would look like. Let's have an actual think about that. So. No, to do this, I'm going to actually drag, I'm going to do some on the hoof. Uh, let me just uh, copy and paste this slide because I think it'd be useful to to actually have a thing that I can scribble on. There we are. So, marvellous. So, we're going to have a think. So, so if, oh, yeah, 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 lovely. So, if we actually pause, for, ignore all these gripes and issues, imagine for a moment that we're going to, we are going to reopen the Great Central Main Line. What would that involve? Right, okay, fine. Well, firstly, you need to have a fast link up into um, into Brum. So if I if I make my let me let me make my pen uh, the right color. Let's make it let's make it yellow, so it's kind of matching our Great Central Main Line. So you have to make some sort of connection up to Birmingham, right? So so that's that's the number that's the number one thing that we're going to have to do connection up into Birmingham, right? Well, okay. So by the time you've done that, that you, you're probably not going to be far off following the alignment. Um, that HS2 does. So, so there you go. So that's so, so 
okay, so fine. Uh, on the way into Birmingham, yeah, you're probably going to end up doing what HS2 does because you're very limited in, in those approaches. So actually, by the time you've done that, okay, so Great Central Mainline, well, you're building that part of HS2. Okay, fine. So so we've we've had to build that part of HS2. What about... Okay, so fine. So so what about further south? You know, what about the approaches into London, for example? What about... What I mean, basically, is what about this bit down here? So number two, what are you doing on your way into London? Well, as we've just looked at, the London approaches are crammed. They are... So you'd have to build new tunnelling. You'd have to uh, kind of... So, so, well, let's have a look, shall we? So if I zoom right out here and then go down here... Now, how recent is the uh, Google... This is the question is how recent is there's old oak common how recent is the google earth imagery yeah it's not too bad actually because i went through past all this in the train and it's looking pretty substantial all oh, right so um this is the uh the, the, these are the, the lines approaching the, the kind of the gcml approaching into uh into london all oh, right so here it is this is it okay so you're expanding it as much as you can uh, where you can and then you're popping it down into a tunnel well okay that makes sense you see the the uh, track center lines there widening for the tunnel by the way because the tunnel portal on the way approach into london will be there there i've set put some put a photo up yesterday of them of the showing progress actually i've done a little video which is quite interesting um so okay so on the approaches into london so the approaches into london you have to build a tunnel of some kind right oh right so actually you need to do what hs2 is doing there fine right Okay, what about the terminus? What about what we're doing at use? What what, what about Marylebone? What what we're doing about the terminus down there? Well, again, okay. So you've built your new alignment. You've built the tunnelled bit. Well, you know, by the time you've done that, you might as well have a connection onto the onto the Great Western Main Line at uh, Old Oak Common and serve that development area. Fine. So we've built a station at Old Oak Common. Where are we going to put it? We're then going to run round into Marylebone. Oh, the thing is, if we do not right, Marylebone, we're going to run down into into Marylebone. If we do that, what? Well, we've, we've already seen there's a lot of demolition and the public transport connections are just not good enough. And you're also miles from the connection onto HS1 for, for international travellers. Okay, so let's go for Euston. Then you can rely on Crossrail 2. You can rely on the links, on the existing tra public transport links that are far better in this area. Um, you can build a travelator to connect, connect these two stations. Ah, so right, okay, well, you use it as an excuse. Euston is desperately overdue a reconstruction anyway because it it doesn't do what it... You know, it, it doesn't do what it needs to do. It's just not. It's really constrained as a state. So you need to rebuild Euston. Well, okay, rebuild Euston. We'll shove in some high-speed uh, platforms. All right, okay. So just what HS2 is doing. So what we're saying is, um, we're going to build a new terminus at Euston. So that's the same as HS2 has done. Okay, right. Uh, fine. What about what about this bit here? What about this this section? Um. Oh, well, as it happens, HS2 pretty much follows the Great Central, pretty much is what you'd do if you were going to reopen the Great Central on this section, because it does use the Great Central mainline alignment for quite a lot of its length. Let's, uh, which I should be able to show you if I was in here. Was out along here, and then go into the countryside, and, go, and zoom in on a, a random patch. I'm pretty sure if we go along here, we should find... Uh, stretches it anyway. So it's, this is it. Oh yeah, this is it. Cutting. Actually, this is where it's tunneled under the Chilterns, so it's not quite as. But you can see uh, that it's following. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's bearing in mind that bits of the Great Central are still open. This is the. I presume that's the Aylesbury branch that we're cutting, kind of cutting along next to. Um, but okay. So what about? Oh, what's this? What's this thing here that's going along? This is this. A, is this an existing railway? 
Uh, oh, it's just a single little little spur thing. Oh, right. What? Right. What? What was that then? Oh, it was the Great Central Railway, was it? Oh, interesting. Oh, wait. What? The H HS2 is using that. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, let's go along here then. Oh, wait. What? HS2 is using the Great Central alignment all the way through here, all the way into Calvert. Oh. Uh, oh yeah. Look, there it is. The Great Central and HS2, and it's just using the same alignment. And yep, it still is. And and then there's a bit of a split. I think is this Brackley? I don't know. What what is that? I, don't, I haven't got the names up, so I'm uh, I'm none the wiser. Keep going through here. I, could, I suppose I could click um, places. Where is this? No, not that's not helpful. That's not that's not helpful. Ah, Google Maps. The Google Earth. For goodness sake. Oh, and then by that point, ah, right. Okay, we're splitting to go off to Birmingham at that point. Ah, so basically this section is the great. The, 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 that is that's what HS2 is doing. It. It's happening. This is also what... Ah, right, so if we're just talking about phase one, which, frankly, all of the reopen the Great Central Mainline people are, they're not, they don't care about the North, they don't care about... Forget all this, they don't care about the East Midlands, they don't care about any of this lot. They're just talking about their lovely, lovely land down here. Ah, so if you're going to re reopen the Great Central Mainline, that's exactly what HS2 is doing. You would have to do exactly what HS2 is doing. So... In effect, every possible argument there is, um, every single possible argument there is that, um, that that not only is it you can't do the, the you can break down all the reasons why HS2 doesn't follow perfectly the whole Great Central Mainline alignment. You can also then say, but actually, basically, what HS2 is doing is reopening the Great Central Mainline as much as it is useful to do so. So, um, shut up, y'all. <laughs> Hopefully that's a useful little uh, explanation. Um, uh, yeah, so that's that's that basically, folks. Uh, I thought I thought I thought we'd just you know have a fairly casual one. Uh, any questions? Let's shove up questions while I do my outro bits. Uh, I'm going to get rid of my face. My miniaturized face is gone, and then we're going to go in here, and I'm going to say, what am I going to say? Oh, actually, what I'm going to do is uh, where is it? Uh, oh, it's downstairs. Um, rail natter, actually. Oh, let's get that picture up because I'm, I'm pleased at this picture. Um, yeah, uh, so rail natter is available on all good podcasting platforms, and thank you very much for all of you who who listen and support us in that form, because um, it's admittedly uh, I, I continue to think it's probably a bit weird that um, that, uh, that, <laughs> that 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 it's very strange, shall we say, that uh, rail natter is listened to by people, but I, I very much appreciate it. Um, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm, can you tell that I'm on the hoof adding in slides? By the way, can can you tell? Because uh, that's exactly what's happening right now. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yes, I am doing that and and that and clicking on this. I'm such a not. There we are. And and this and then also uh, also this. Why am I doing this? You might ask. Well, indeed. Why 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 is my rail now so far behind that I'm? Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. You can you can play around with it, all this they were lovely all right i'll do that in a second so uh oh, yes thanks for listening everyone um patreon support is always valuable uh thanks to all of you who do it uh, patreon.com slash gareth ennis choose future episode themes uh you can suggest things in the discord um uh yeah the discord uh and also you get sneaks i you got the video for the rail you got the bonus video for the rail live thing which i hope was fun for you all and also uh i posted some pictures of what i was up to yesterday and uh maybe i'll drop some exclusive video in as well you can see some of the raw unedited footage um 
some of it probably is for the best that, that never reaches the public forum. Um, GarethDentist.co.uk slash Discord for the Discord server where much of that fun stuff happens. Um, uh, lots of roles for different types of people, uh, depending on what you want out of the server, whether you're joining and are interested in careers or whether you're a professional and just want to have a pub chat with a bunch of other professionals and moan about Network Rail 20% headcount cuts. Um, uh, and PayPal for chucking pennies at me. Uh, okay, previews. So here are pictures. Oh, which I'm going to move around. Look, look at these. I can move them around mid, mid. Look, because Railnats have got a, it got a feature in um, in in Rail, uh, which I think is lovely. Thanks, uh, Paul, for uh, for doing that. This is nice, isn't it? Um, look, there's a little. Um, there's me getting excitable about about things. Anyway, so yeah, Rail the the Rail Live episode of Railnats got a uh, got a bit of a full double page spread, which is quite cool. Um, so that was nice. Uh, I found that very cool. Just just thought I'd put that up there. That's what I'm faffing around with. Um, there's so much stuff. Uh, yeah, very good point, Bob's Rail Relics. Uh, anyone who wants to see stuff that you, that still exists for the Great Central Mainline, there's so much you can go and, and see. There's so much to look up on the website. I'm sure that Paul and Rebecca have walked along bits of it. I'm sure that people have done all sorts of content uh, around it. Right, here is a thumbnail for a video that I guested on. Um, uh, yes, uh, I was on with uh, RM Transit uh, talking about... Uh, and David as well. David's on. David is here. David, hello. Uh, we were talking about high speed rail in the UK and covered various things. A lot of people got angry about high speed rail and said, "Oh, the UK doesn't have any high speed rail other than high speed one." Well, no. The UIC uh, definition of high speed rail is two hundred kilometres an hour or more on existing railway lines and two hundred fifty kilometres an hour or more on dedicated rail corridors. And you build dedicated corridors. So. The UK does have, or GB does have, high-speed rail on, you know, in the case of the West Coast Midland and East Coast Main Lines and some other little weird bits and pieces like the line to Darbados from Birmingham, from like Litchfield and, and things that are a bit strange. But anyway, yeah, go watch that. Uh, strong recommend. Um, and I get to talk about the APT and the Intercity 125 and the Intercity 225. It was quite nice. I enjoyed that. Uh, scripting with David and and Reese is uh, good fun. Anyway, right, so go and watch that. It's good fun. You can find that very easily. It's on my playlist of guest appearances, actually, if you want to just find it via my channel. Also, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be on BBC Radio 3 uh, because Petrock Trelawney is working his way down uh, the River Ure and then the Ouse and then onto the Humber, uh, a Yorkshire River journey, which is really lovely. Um, and uh, what I can... Uh, what I can strongly recommend is that you have a listen to all of the previous episodes because it's been really nice. I've dropped in, there's lots of music, cult, it's BBC Radio 3, so it's all sorts of different culture, cultural content. Um, it's great. I strongly recommend, and I'll be joining to talk about railway viaducts over the over rivers um, briefly around about half eight, I think, tomorrow morning. So um, you can listen to that on BBC Sounds. That should be interesting. Um, and here is a mock-up without image of episode 71 with Ian Kitt is joining us. I need to drop a nice picture in of some freight in the background to make this the proper thumbnail image, don't I? Uh, this was me hastily putting it together as we were chatting on this Rail Natter episode um, of, uh, yeah, uh, what happened to all the freight, which is going to be really interesting because it's going to look at loads of archive um, transport uh, British transport film imagery, uh, which is what... Uh, Ian's done for his his work with he he was one of I think he was one of David's students actually correct me I hope uh, Ian I hope that's that might be wrong and you can absolutely correct me and with the rolled up newspaper if that's not right but Ian uh, certainly uh, worked with David David recommended that Ian come on and talk about uh, bring bring his knowledge of uh, British transport films in and I think that'll be really interesting I'm looking forward to this one um. 
so it, sh- it should be yeah, yeah you can listen to it again on on, on bbc sounds folks the uh, bbc radio 3 thing so that, that's that's fairly easy uh what else? so so let's go uh let's go larger sized face for a moment what are the questions any questions um what counts as new build for high speed well 250 but um it depends uh, basically dedicated segregated infrastructure uh, the, 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 yeah you can decide on what that looks like but um oh people are saying that uh that Reese is not a trolleybus fan. I'm a big trolleybus fan, so it'll hopefully cancel out. Matt Reed is asking about mail rail. We, we, we are going to talk about mail rail at some point. I'm not sure. You might touch on it. I'm not sure. We'll have to tune in and find out. Uh, Gregor is saying there was a, an echo, but it was it was your side. Oh, thank goodness for that. I'm so, I, I always worry. I generally can see if there's an echo on here because it's normally because I've got a double... Remember, I got that horrible echo when for the, for the intro of um, of the uh, the Institute for Government crew. That was all my fault. It's because I'd not muted one of the uh, inputs. I was very bad. Um, what other question? No one, no angry, no angry people have joined from Stop HS Two. Funny that they never, they're never interested in coming in on joining an honest forum and just having, you know, sending questions and having thoughts and queries. But never mind. Uh, David Bumstead saying uh, wagon load no go burr. Well, indeed not. <laughs> indeed not. Um, well, there's another question somewhere, but it didn't have an app of my name, and I've now lost it. Uh, where are we? Where was it? It's gone. It's gone. I can't see it. Um, it's gone. I'm sorry. Oh, Martha, you are going to get a call out if you're misremembering. It's fine. Yeah, there's a QI klaxon going off in the distance somewhere. Um, yes. So. <laughs> oh, no one's being alienated. It's all good. How long till Stop HS2 raids the Discord server? Well, there's, there's just one of them, and they live now in Brighton, I think. So not happening or is it bournemouth it could be bournemouth anyway um there we go how much ancient woodland has grown over the uh old gcml alignments uh quite a bit i uh have an image of ancient woodland you can go on one, one of my twitter threads about ancient woodland you can see the image of the aylesbury line cutting through and there's just ancient woodland backed onto the railway right the way along its length um so that would be fun the amount of ancient woodland that would be bulldozed and habitat that would be bulldozed if you expanded the Great Central Mainline. And of course, even then, you're not, you'd have to then do it three times. So it's just a non, it's a non-starter. What do I think the GCR will do with the Nottingham End once connected? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's, uh, as Lindsay Broadwell will, will, will always point out, you know, this, this infrastructure is useful. There are uses for this. And there's a potential, actually, it's one that Nigel Harris and I have talked about. I hope I'm not shooting one of his foxes here. I always end up shooting Nigel's foxes. It's because he and I actually, our ideas do bounce around off each other. If we go up to, um, uh, yeah, here we are. You can see the uh, the railway going up through, uh, magically whizzing its way up between Nottingham and Derby here, by the way. Anyway, um, why is people saying it's in the middle of nowhere, by the way? It is not in the middle of nowhere. Toton is actually in a very sensible location. Go away. Um, also, find somewhere for 400-meter platforms in Nottingham proper. There are, uh, yeah, if you connected, basically, if you extended the, uh, the, the the heritage line north from its its kind of terminus up here, you could turn it into, you could almost turn in, you, you could potentially set up a tram train situation or a light rail or, or potentially one of those VLR trains to use that alignment uh, to get south of the river and actually get shoot you down into some of the suburbs down here. There are options for it, uh, certainly options. Uh, yes, the QI Claxon isn't a Claxon, as Alan discovered uh, to, to, to his demise in one of the episodes, yes. Um, you can't see. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't see. Thanks, thanks, thanks. No face. Here we are. Yes, sorry, sorry. Ugh. 
So here is uh, here's the, the the yellow line, the Great Central Main Line, and it's coming down. Uh, and this is the, this end is the oh, down. Where have I gone? I've uh, I've gone and got lost, haven't I? Uh, oh, let me zoom right out and remind myself where the where the hang am. Here is HS2, not in the middle of nowhere. There, there we are. That's what I was saying. Totten, Totten. Not in the middle of nowhere. There it is in in kind of a major built-up area, part of kind of partway between Derby and Nottingham. It makes sense to be there for all sorts of reasons. Go away, angry people. Uh, I've done that skit already, haven't I? So then, um, then we're looking at the alignment. And so if you follow the alignment down here, you end up reaching its uh, its kind of terminus of the heritage railway. If you extended that up to some in in some form and had some off track uh, kind of off uh, off track sections where it's been built up. Uh, you could actually potentially run tram. You could you could run one of the tram lines uh, down it and actually run tram train uh, along that that bit and and use that as a connection. That's one of the options you've got. There are things you can do with it. You can use the alignment bits of the alignment further north. Uh, there, there are options to use some of that. Um, there are options to use some of that former alignment. Um, you know, you, reusing it as part of kind of modern infrastructure. There there are options to do that. Um, yeah. Uh, what else am I going to say? Well, to be honest, that's that's kind of all there, there is really. If I go back to, I I, I don't I can see. Uh, oh, I've lost focus there. I don't need a tweet deck. I, could, I don't need a stream deck. It's literally in front of me. I just forget to press the buttons. I've got three screens in front of me. I've got plenty. I'm just I'm just dumb. Um. So anyway, enough of that waffling. Uh, that's all from me. <laughs> it's, I hope that was um. I hope that was an interesting uh, covered episode. I don't know why I have managed to pull my uh, earphones right out of my. So much for my uh, kind of uh, slick rig there. Never mind. Oh, yes. So uh, there's there's still some good chat. I always feel I always feel bad interrupting the good chat going on, but you can take the Discord server, can't you? Um, thanks everyone. So Ian is joining us next week, and then the week after that, we're going to go through the transport decarbonisation strategy. Uh, there you are, little tease for two weeks worth of episodes. Um, I'll see you all possibly on Friday for a stream. Not entirely sure yet because I'm quite busy with work and might need evening stuff. Um, oh, Network 2050 stuff is nearly done. That's exciting. David Shepard, what was your question? I did miss it. I'll ask, answer it now. Oh, how much of the Great Central is useful for extending the heritage line for tourism? Well, it would be nice if they extended it into a proper station closer in to um, Nottingham and likewise further south in Leicester, but that requires, you know, it requires money and it requires more expertise and so on and so forth. So mixed. Mi- if they can, great. Um, one of the ways you could do that is you could extend, you, you could involve the tram train, and you could have a mixed plan. There, there are things you could do if if we had a little bit of you know imagination and, and vision, which uh, I'm afraid we sorely lack in this country. So uh, that's enough from me, everyone. Uh, I, I've kept it fairly well to time. I'm only eight minutes late. It's remarkable, I tell you, remarkable. <laughs> Cheerio, everyone. You've been a pleasure. Cheerio.